Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. If you have a Bible today, please turn to the book of Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Mark chapter 6, verse 31 and 32. We're going to look at some scripture this morning. I want to talk about rest. We're going to talk about rest. And Jesus said unto them, Come you yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. So, Father God, we once again just acknowledge you. We turn our attention to you, our hearts towards you, like Jenna said. Lord, we ask you to um, be present here this morning. Move by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bring to my remembrance every scripture and every illustration that you would have me share. Lord, give each one of us here ears to hear hearts to receive what your Holy Spirit would say to each one of us individually and corporately, and we'll be quick to give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Back around 1988, I left San Angelo, Texas to go to Bible college in uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which is now pretty much a suburb of Tulsa, but because um, the city's growing so much. But I, I took my wife and my two young kids, I think they were like four and five at the time, and I went to Oklahoma to go to Bible college. This was a dream. Uh, that was on my heart. Uh, and I went there without anything, basically. We didn't really have a house, but someone found a house for us. And then I got a job as a school bus driver for Broken Arrow School District um, for Sequoia Middle School, which was junior high, which is very challenging. And um, so I would drive the bus in the morning and then finish my route and then drive over to Bible College, go to school all day, and then get out around three something and go to the bus barn drive the bus again, pick up these loving little kids and take them back to their neighborhoods, to their moms and dads. And then I'd go back to the house, change clothes, and uh, I would leave the house and go to work at a Texaco gas station at 91st and Sheridan. It's no longer there. But uh, I would go to work there, and then I would shut that thing down about 10.30. I was a night closer guy. And uh, then I'd come back home. I'd get home, and I'd take a shower, and I'd be in bed by midnight, and I'd get up at 5 o'clock the next morning to do it again. Well... You can imagine that after a period of time, <laughs> it starts to get to you. And I remember one day I came home, and I walked in the front door, had my little Samsonite briefcase, because, you know, I had to look cool going to Bible college. Walked in the front door, and I could hear kids going, Daddy! And Michelle, they were coming around the corner, so I slipped into the master bedroom, shut the door, walked into the walk-in closet, shut the door, locked all the doors, and I sat there in the back of the closet, rocking like this. Because I'd had it, the stress. And I just, only thing I could say was, Jesus. Jesus. That was the only thing that came out of my mouth. Jesus. And I just sat there, in the dark, in the closet, and they're beating on the door. Daddy! Daddy! Jesus. Jesus. So, after he ministered to me for a few minutes, I came out of the closet, and they're like, what are you doing in there? Nothing. How y'all doing today? I was trying to recompose myself because, you know, life gets busy, right? 
You know, we're commanded of the Lord in multiple places. We're going to look at the t- today to rest. But I love this text in Mark chapter 6 because all the guys, the apostles, they'd gone out and they were doing the work. And they came back and they were telling Jesus all the cool things that they had done. So they had just finished working. And what does he tell them to do? He didn't give them a high five necessarily. He just says, hey, you need to come yourselves apart into a desert place. So I don't know if that was San Angelo or what, but you know, a desert place. And rest a while. So he's telling me what to do. He's saying rest. And that word rest means to cease work or movement in order to refresh oneself, to recover strength. It's a period of ceasing to engage in strenuous or stressful activity. If you apply it to music, it means this, an interval of silence of a specified duration. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just need quiet. And to get alone. But he's telling us in there what to do. Rest. He tells us how to do it. He says you need to come apart. Come apart. That word depart means to go off, to go away from. Sometimes you just have to walk away from everything and get alone with God by yourself. Y'all got quiet. He also says where to do it. I love this. A desert place. In the Greek language, it means an unpopulated place. Lack of population. It's barren, a solitary place that also provides needed quiet or freedom from disturbance. That's what it means in the Greek, a desert place. It doesn't mean you got to run away, necessarily. But sometimes I always remind myself, you know, Daniel, you can always run away. And that helps me. It's my happy place. You can run away. All right, now let's face it. All right. But you've got to find some place that's removed from what you normally do all the time and get alone and get quiet. He also tells us how long do you do it? For a while. Well, look that up in Greek. You know what it means? For a period of time. Well, okay. Is that five seconds, 60 seconds? You know, an hour? Well, I would say whatever it takes for you, you know, on a daily basis. Find a place that you can get alone with God. And just hang out with him. Period of time. Of course, we're going to look at a Sabbath rest here in just a minute, but we're talking about rest in general. You know, and it's important to rest because you know what happens if you don't rest? There's a thing in Japan called karoshi. Karoshi, it's a Japanese word, and it means overwork death. You actually die from overworking. And we laugh about that. Well, he worked himself to death. But it really did happen. The first case of Kiroshi was reported in 1969. A 29-year-old male worker basically worked himself to death. Mr. A worked at a major snack food processing company for as long as 110 hours per week. Not month, per week. He died from a heart attack at the age of 34. Mr. B, I don't have the whole name there, the bus driver whose death was also recognized as work-related, he worked 3,000 hours a year. He did not have a day off in the 15 years before he had a stroke at the age of 37. And I could go on and on and on. You know, sometimes Americans, we pride ourselves in how much we work. You know, I put 60 hours in this week. But they have already done research. You can go on the Internet, check this out. Go to the ASU library, check these things out. They've done research that actually when you go past a certain point and you say, I'm working more, I'm producing more, you actually are producing less 
becoming less productive, less functioning, and you're, you're affecting your health physically and mentally. You know, God designed for us to rest. In the book of Genesis, you can go back and read chapter 1, chapter 2, he created everything. And then it, on the seventh day, it said he, he ceased from all his work. I love the phrase in there in the King James. It says, all his work. Sometimes we leave work in you know, our regular jobs. We leave work and say, I'm going to go home and take, you know, take, I just got to take a break from work. And we go home and work harder at home than we did at work. Some of you are guilty of that. I know I can see it in your eyes. He ceased from all his work. And then you get over into, um, where is it, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 and 11. Exodus 20, 8 and 11. Actually, we probably should read that. Let's just read Exodus chapter 8. Excuse me. Chapter 20, verse 8. Helps if I give you the right reference. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Now, this is Moses going up on the mountaintop getting the Ten Commandments, right? So this is, this is God speaking to Moses. And he writes it on stone with his finger. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Well, you know, you can research that for yourself. What does holy mean? It means to be set apart, to be sanctified, separated. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle nor thy stranger that is in with it, within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So that's God speaking. You know, we don't think anything about uh, obeying the commandment, thou shalt not murder, right? Now it may cross our mind, but, you know, we say, whoa, I wouldn't do that. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not have false gods. We don't think anything about those. But for years and years and years and years and years, we don't think anything about keeping the Sabbath holy. Now, that's not what this message is about necessarily, but if you want to read more about that, Pastor Robert Morris just produced a brand new book called uh, Take the Day Off. Isn't that what it's called? And so there's a lot of good information on there, in there about that. But we're just talking about rest in general. But to me, if, if God decided it was a good thing to rest, and then he tells the Israelites, you need to rest. Who are you or I to tell God, I don't need to rest? We don't want to be guilty of committing karoshi. Ah, karoshi. I'm not into working myself to death. But you know, there's the other extreme of that scale. You know, there's slothfulness, and then there's uh, work becomes an idol kind of thing. And there, there has to be a healthy balance, don't you think? So in this, we, we figured out what we're supposed to do. Jesus says you need to rest. How to do it, you need to come apart, you know, uh, get off some place for yourself. Where to do it? A desert place. Some place that's not inhabited by a bunch of people. Don't go think you're going to hang out at Starbucks, you know, or some noisy restaurant and get alone with God. Now, he can show up there, but you're probably not going to, you know, get the quiet that you need. He says, how long to do it? For a while. How much time do you need? I don't know. But this is the thing that I like that he says in there. He tells us why to do it. He says, there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Have you ever been so busy? I mean, 
We've got grandkids. We love our grandkids. We've got kids. We've got relatives on both sides of the family, you know. And then you've got your friends at church. Then you've got your friends at work. Then you've got your friends that you just know from going to the gym or wherever. People coming and going, and sometimes your life can get so busy, you just get really frazzled. You get frustrated, right? So what he's telling me, the reason we need to rest is because life gets busy. There is a busyness to life. And you know the thing about work? It ain't ever going to end. There ain't no end to work. You do the dishes one night, you get up the next day, my gosh, they've multiplied. They're like rabbits. They're on the counter again. You go to the office. That work doesn't stop. It's always there. You know, and um, rest is important, and I'm going to try to segue this in here. Rest is important because God wants you to be the best that you can be. He wants you healthy, spirit, soul, and body. Because if you are not healthy, you're not any good to anybody, right? And rest is a big part of who we are as human beings. There's not a single person in here that doesn't sleep at night. Now, you may say, well, I just, I just can't sleep at night. No, your brain may be awake, your spirit may be awake, but your body is asleep, trust me. If we set up cameras in a sound machine, I'm sure we'd hear you. And your mind singing, no, I'm awake, man. I just can't shut it off. We all rest. Because, again, the other extreme is these guys committing Kiroshi and these women committing Kiroshi, working themselves to death. There's the other end of the spectrum where you can Google this on the Internet. I printed out a copy of it here. That there are folks who have died from playing video games. It's not a joke. In other words, <laughs> hey, I saw you pointing at them. Um, they, they get in there and, 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 you know, the devil will lie to you. God says, you need to rest. And the devil says, no, you don't. Just, just relax. There's a difference between relaxing and resting. You know I me mean? watching a movie or listening to music or playing video games, that's not resting. That's relaxing. And you're not really getting the rest that your spirit your soul and your body needs. And these guys have died after three days of video marathon. One guy died after 19 hours of straight video playing. So there's that extreme. There's the work yourself to death. There's the, the slothfulness to death. But God wants us to be strong spiritually, physically, mentally. Why? Because he has a purpose in this earth. He wants us to go out and be a shining light to be an example to the world, and to preach the gospel. Sometimes I wonder, I wonder how we appear, appear to people as Christians, you know? Because in here, we, you know, we act nice, we behave and everything, and then we go out into the world, and we're at Walmart, we're at the coffee shop, we're at different places. Are we still exhibiting and exuding that same joy of the Lord and the light of the Lord and being an example of what a Christian is like? Ultimately, God, I think, wants to have revival on the earth. But he needs for you and me to be rested. In the book, uh, The Quest for Revival by um, Ron McIntosh, on page 257, he, he says the number one killer of revival is lack of rest. And that's the natural thing. That's the natural thing. The number one revival, or number one reason that 
Revivals die. This is what Charles Finney once said. Revival will stop when the church grows exhausted through its labor. Multitudes of Christians make a mistake here in times of revival. They are so thoughtless and have so little judgment that they break up all their habits of living, neglect to eat and sleep at proper hours, and let the excitement run away with them. By doing this, they overwork their bodies and they soon become exhausted. It becomes impossible for them to continue and work. Revivals often cease because of negligence and imprudence in the area on the part of those in charge of revival. Whenever Christians believe they are strong in their strength, God curses their blessings. In many instances, they sin against their own mercies because they become proud of their own success, take credit themselves, and do not give God the glory. They don't rest. And sometimes we get so proud in our work. Well, I'm at work. I, I don't just put in 40 hours. I, I put in 45, I put in 55, I put in 60 hours of work, man. People know I'm a hard worker. And then your family's going, where are you, Daddy? We need you at home. But God wants us to be rested spiritually in our soul and in our body so that we can be a shining example to the world. You know, does the world look at us and go, man, I want what you got. I want to be like you. We had some friends years ago, Brad and Irene, their, their names, and, and we sent them to Moscow, Russia, to start the first Christian school. First Christian school in Moscow, Russia. And when they came back, they, they were over there for quite a while, they came back, they said one of the things that they noticed was it didn't matter if they were walking down the sidewalk, going into a store, or in the subway, people would come up to them. Just drawn to them. And they were kind of like, okay, what do you want? You know, it's a little weird. And the people started telling them, there's something in your eyes. There's a light in your face. They were drawn to the light of God that was in their soul. They were alive unto God, walking among people that were dead unto God. And God wants a revival what is revival anyway? People turning from their sinful ways, habits, natures, turning back to God. Christians that have backslidden, coming back to God. It's a revival, reviving of God's original plan. He wants all people. He's not willing that anybody perish. He wants all people to come unto him. But my gosh, you've got to be rested. The Bible says the joy of your, the Lord is your strength. But if you're working... 110 hours a week or some crazy thing like that, there ain't going to be no joy in your soul. Psalm 23, the Lord says, he restores my soul. Why would he need to restore your soul? Because of busyness, because of use, daily use. That's why Jesus said, when you're done working, you need to come apart for a while to a desert place. A place that's not populated. And rest. I think that's one of the hardest things for Christians to do is to rest. You know, when we were looking at that scripture about uh, um, God giving us the Ten Commandments and, and, and also in Genesis, it says that he rested. It means to repose. And this is an example of reposing. This is what it literally means to repose. If you look it up in the dictionary. When we think rest, we're really interpreting it as relaxing. Man, I need to rest. Bowl of popcorn movie. That's not resting. That's relaxing. 
Well, I just can't do that. You don't know how much work I got to do. Well, do you want to die of Karoshi? <laughs> Repose is the act of resting, peace of mind, freedom from anxiety. To lie at rest supported by something. To lie at rest supported by something. Sounds like a bed to me. It also comes from a Latin word which means to stop, to pause. Some of you need to tell your spouse, well, you don't want to get hurt, but to tell yourself, you need to, hey, you need to stop and pause. Take a break. Now, there's different ways you can do this. You know, sometimes we work at busy jobs, and, you know, and, and I work in the school, and sometimes I tell teachers, you know, or admin people, sometimes you need to take a mental vacation. You know, just stop whatever you're doing, pull out a magazine, kick back, and read for about 15, 20 minutes. You know, about going to Bahamas or Hawaii or something. Look at the pretty pictures. Take a mental vacation. Busyness robs you of leisure. It says that they didn't have any leisure to eat. Busyness will affect your health. You can't afford not to rest and to rest properly. You can't afford not to, to come apart for a while and spend time with God and hang out. With, why, why do you want to hang out with God anyway? Doesn't he have what you need? Isn't he the God of all peace, God of all comfort? Doesn't he have your strength? Isn't he your source of light? The joy of the Lord is my strength. I want to hang out with him. So I need to figure out a time. I'm encouraging you. Figure out a place and a time where you can get alone with God, wherever that may be. You know, my wife, she gets up in the morning, she makes her coffee, sits in a green chair, and uh, that's her time. It's quiet. Nobody's moving. Nobody's bothering her. Find a time of the day, and I say day. It should happen daily that we should... Spend time with God. You know, Adam and Eve spent time with God daily before they got kicked out of the garden. But business will rob you of leisure. It'll affect your health. You have to be intentional in getting away from busyness because you know what? As soon as you walk out this door, life gets busy. Y'all are quiet, so I'm thinking it's affecting you. <laughs> rest a while. When he says rest a while, that implies that there is a time to rest and there is a time to work. But you know, who deserves more honor? God or your work? Did God create man for the garden or did God create the garden for man? Jesus said in the New Testament, man wasn't created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for man. I think we get things out of kilter. We get things out of proper perspective. We get imbalanced. And that's exactly where the devil wants you. He wants you off balance because it's easy to push you over then. And what happens is when you don't rest, like we were talking about those revivals and those guys working themselves to death, when you don't rest, what happens is your immune system gets weakened. Your mental judgment gets weakened. You'll start to make mistakes. You'll start to stumble. And eventually you'll fall and you think, how did I end up in this place of sin? That's not me. I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, the devil's like pulling, come on, just, just relax, just relax. 
No, God said, rest. And he meant it. Well, I don't like this message, Pastor. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't make it up. God said, rest. And here's the deal. Balance is best. Balance is best. And I would encourage you to work as unto the Lord. And you can read the scriptures in the book of uh, Galatians and Ephesians. It says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Work as unto the Lord. It'll make you happier. I remember one time when I, was the, when I came back from Bible college and I, I got promoted to be the janitor at the, the church. It was a joke, promoted to be the janitor. It's probably at the bottom of the rung. And, uh, you know, people would mess up bathrooms. It's amazing people, how people mess up bathrooms. And you go in there and I think, I ain't cleaning up their mess. Have you ever had that attitude? I just cleaned this yesterday. And look at that toilet. Look at the trash can. And I remember I used to get really upset. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you get an attitude when you get upset. You get tired because I wasn't resting. And uh, I just thought, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. And I remember the Lord spoke to me in my heart. He said, would you do it for me? And he gave me that scripture, do it as unto the Lord. And I was like, bless God, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to scrub that toilet like Jesus is going to sit on it. <laughs> so I didn't work unto men. I worked unto God. There's a difference. And the joy came back. And, you know, promotion comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from man. So if I work as unto the Lord, promotion comes from him. So obviously they must have liked the way I clean toilets because they promoted me up to youth pastor. <laughs> Balance is best. Work as unto the Lord and rest as God commanded. Rest as God commanded. And some of you that have been on the planet for a few years, you can remember back when we used to have what was called the blue law. And Sundays, things were shut down, you know, except for, I think, maybe essential things. But you, I don't think you could buy gas and other things, you know, um, stored and whatnot. It was like we had this nationwide thing, we're going to rest. And then for whatever reason, that went away. But rest is a, is a big deal. So I want to encourage you to examine your heart this morning. I know you have already. Are you resting as unto the Lord? Are you resting the way the Lord commanded? Where he said, cease from your activity, cease from all your work? Well, Pastor, that's really hard. Oh, yeah, I know, it's challenging because we've worked ourselves into this slavery habit. We do. And we think, you know, the devil jump on the bandwagon and he'll start condemning you. Well, you're worthless. Look at you. Laying around here, and she's slaving in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get caught doing that. But the devil will jump on your shoulder and say, you're a bad person because you're not working. You're lazy. You're slothful. But that's the devil. God said, rest from all your work. You may not be able to do a big amount of time, but start with five minutes. Say, God, I'm going to give you the first five minutes of every morning. If you're not a morning person, give them some other time. Work up to 10. Work up to 15 minutes. 
You need to find a time where you can rest and refresh your soul because the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. It says that in the book of Acts, I think it's chapter 14. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Well, you've got to stop what you're doing, stop your work so you can get off in his presence, get alone, get by yourself, and hang out with him. For your spirit... Spend time reading and meditating on God's Word. This will feel, feed your soul. When I read the Bible, this is just, I'm not saying you got to do this, but when I get in there, first thing I do is say, Father, I thank you for your Word. I thank you that every time I read your Word, I'm fed, I'm taught, and I'm led. Now, Holy Spirit, you're the greater one that lives in me. You're my teacher. I thank you for showing me the things that I need to, to learn today. And then I read. That's how you're going to give some rest to your spirit. For your soul, now here's a tough one. Turn off the electronics. It's called a digital Sabbath. Turn off the electronics. And again, if you've been on the planet for any length of time, we were just talking about this, my wife and I were talking about it. I remember when TV first came out, um, yeah, it was a few years ago, and they were black and white. And there was no remote. But you'd watch a show on TV, and the lady and the guy would be talking in the kitchen. Well, Henry, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden she stopped and said, let's have a cup of coffee. You know, Folger's coffee is really good coffee. And she'd go into this commercial, and then she'd put it down. No, Henry, I was telling you, but it was just real smooth, and it was, it was lengthy. Nowadays, they say research says that you check your phone every 4.3 minutes. You watch a television commercial. How fast is it? Boom, boom, boom. It's the economy of attention. It's one of the biggest commodities today. You can research this out. The biggest commodity today is information. Data. Cambridge Analytics has 5,000 points of data on each person on the planet. Every time you pull out your cell phone, we got off on rabbit trail here. Every time you pull out your cell phone, and you don't even have it on. You talk about seeing such and such a movie. Next time you get on the computer, boom, it pops up in the advertisements. Talk about lawn furniture, boom, pops up. How does it know that? They're collecting data on us. I'm just saying shut down the electronics. Take a digital Sabbath, and that's for your soul because they're trying to grab your attention all the time. So information and crude oil, they're at the same level. The second commodity is coffee and the third is gold just thought you want to know for your body you need to rest you need to repose you need to cease from activity and that's going to be one of the hardest things for your flesh to do because you're going to think okay i'm going to do what pastor daniel said i'm going to lay down on bed i'm gonna, your body's going to twitch your brain's going to bing 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 it <laughs> happens i've been there you're laughing because you've been there that's why you grab a piece of food. Grab a scripture. John 3.16, lay down. Whenever you're, in, in your, your mind is like a little child. You ever seen a little child? They crawl on the floor, they put anything in their mouth. They just pick up anything. Stop that. A mature person wouldn't do that, hopefully. But your brain is like that. Your mind just goes, huh, look at that thought. <laughs> look at that thought. <laughs> You got to grab a scripture, John 3:16, for God so loved the world. Just focus on it. That's called meditating on the word. 
You're going to have to practice it, get good at it. But I'm here to tell you, rest is important. It's good for your soul. It's good for your spirit. It's good for your physical body. And other people will like you better. Did you get anything out of this this morning? Hallelujah. It's a real simple message, but I found that it's the basics in life that trip people up. It's the basics. It's the simple things that trip people up. And the devil, you know, he's, he's pretty sharp. He's not God, but he's got some tricks up his sleeve. And he'll try to trip you up and get you to stumble. And one of the ways he does that is to get you to relax instead of rest. God doesn't say anything in the Bible about relaxing. I've already checked through there. He always talks about resting. Resting in him. Finding that place of rest. Amen. So I'm going to pray for you real quick. I know we changed up the format. and um, But I want to pray for you. Because our, our prayer partners are going to come down here in just a minute. So, Father God, I just thank you this morning that I delivered your word the way that you presented it to me the best that I could. And God, I thank you that you're working in people's lives right now. You're working in their hearts. You're beginning to move. God, I thank you that you have compassion on your people this morning. That not only are you moving, I believe that you're healing bodies even right now, Father. You're healing bodies, whether it's earache, eye problems, that you're just healing people right where they're sitting. Thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you that we can rely on you. We can trust you. We can put our hope in you. We can put our hope in your word. Your word says, rest. And so, Father God, we purpose within our hearts today to be mindful of taking time every day to rest, not just when we go to bed, but rest when we come apart like Jesus said, because the thing I left out in that message was that they came apart and they were with Jesus. He didn't send them off by themselves. He said, come apart, and he was there with them. Lord, we purpose to be intentional about, about coming apart and spending time with you, because you are the one that refreshes our spirit, our soul, and our body. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301. TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.